You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and we're talking a little NBA basketball, a little NBA playoff basketball. Y'all know why. Y'all know why we're talking NBA playoff basketball, because NBA playoff basketball is going on. On a Thursday night, we had a good one. Well, we were supposed to have a good one. Well, we got a good matchup. We got a good Eastern Conference Finals matchup between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. It was game two of the Eastern Conference final series in Miami. Miami Heat won the first game rather convincingly in double digits over the Boston Celtics down in Miami. But in that ball game, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler just went off 41 points. But in that ball game in game one, the Boston Celtics did not have starter Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. And they did not have starter Al Horford, who was pretty much one of the glues to the Boston Celtics squad. Now, the question was, were they going to have those two for game two? Marcus Smart set out that first game because he had a foot injury. Al Harford was in safety protocols, health and uh, safety protocols. So they didn't know that they were going to have them. The Heat didn't know they were going to have them. And unfortunately for the Heat, the Boston Celtics did have them in game two because everything that Boston could not do in game one, they did it in game two, and they did, did it even better. Boston Celtics, after getting smoked in game one, came out and did the smoking in game two with a convincing, convincing 127 to 102 win, 25 point win in game two of the Eastern Conference Finals on the road. Now that series is tied at one game of a piece before it switches to Boston for the next two games. And the Celtics just dominated the Miami Heat. Now, the Heat came out like they were about to dominate Boston again. Now, like I said, Marcus Smart, a huge key to what they do offensively, specifically defensively, then playing game one, played in game two, and he came out and he balled out. But it was the Miami Heat that started the game balling. Now, Miami Heat came out pretty much on fire. Pretty much the Heat were hot. Came out in the first quarter, had an early 10-point lead in the first quarter. It was 18-8. to But then Boston woke up. Boston remembers some things that they did in the regular season. Boston remembered that ass whooping that Miami gave them in game one. And after that, the Boston Celtics commenced to ass whooping on the Miami Heat. The Celtics go on a 17-0 run in the first quarter, hit nine three-pointers in the first quarter, took 11, so that's 82%. Got a huge first quarter from Jalen Brown, who had 11 points, three from three from three-point range. First quarter belonged to Jalen Brown. First quarter belonged to the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics led after 135 to 24. Now, the first, first quarter belonged to Jalen Brown, who finished with 24 points, 9 to 17 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point range, eight rebounds. Great all-around game from him. Great percentage from the field. Great percentage from three-point line. Good rebounds. He was active defensively and offensively. But that first quarter belonged to Boston, like I said, specifically Jalen Brown. 
11 points in that first quarter. That's 11 of his 24. Boston led 35 to 24 after one. Second quarter belonged to Jalen Brown's teammate, the star of the, the, the star of the Celtics, the leader of the Celtics, Mr. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum came out in that second quarter and just balled the hell out. What he didn't do in the first, he did in the second. Because in the first quarter, while Jalen Brown was going up for 11 points, Jason Tatum had a quiet, subpar, three points in the first quarter. But he changed all that in the second quarter. Jason Tatum came out in the second quarter just straight hooping. 17 points in the third quarter. 20 points at half for him. Seven to nine field goals. Three for four three-pointers for him in the half. 20 points at halftime. 17 of those points coming in the second quarter, as I said. And this game was pretty much over after that. Celtics were up 70 to 45, but I haven't mentioned Marcus Smart yet again because Jalen Brown, the first quarter was his. The second quarter was Jason Tatum's. But Marcus Smart was really the key to this ball game. Marcus Smart was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was playing good defense on Jimmy Butler. He was playing good defense, period. He was giving, giving the uh, Boston Celtics that energy and that toughness and that dog that they need, that leadership. He had 24 points, 12 assists, nine rebounds, three steals. And Marcus Smart knocked down some huge threes. He, he hit five threes. But as a team, Boston was knocking down threes. In the first half, they were 12 of 19 from three-point range. That 70 to 45 lead that Boston had over the Miami Heat. Think about this now. That's the Celtics' largest post-game road lead in the history of the franchise. Think about that now. The Boston Celtics, with all those titles, with all those great teams, and with all those great players, there was that largest post-game road lead in the history of the franchise. They were up 25 points. And they did it by knocking down threes. They did it by being very, very active on defense. They did it by crowding all players. And uh, Jimmy Butler was doing everything he could, but he couldn't do it by himself. He really didn't get much help. Now, the third quarter, Jimmy Butler kind of woke up a little bit. 13 points in the first half. He had 16 in the third. So he came and tried to do everything he could. At the end of three, Jimmy Butler had 29 points. And at the end of four, Jimmy Butler had 29 points because that was it because uh, it was pretty much over for him because the game was over. Now, the first quarter belonged to Jalen Brown. Second quarter belonged to Jason Tatum. Well, you could say the third quarter belonged to Marcus Smart. Because Boston had Miami put away at halftime. Now, the Heat made a little run. In the third quarter, I think at one point they cut that 25-point lead to around maybe 18 or something like that. But Marcus Smart and the Celtics just were not having it. Marcus Smart had a big third quarter, 11 points in the third quarter. And I can't tell you how many, how many passes he just he affected and how he affected that Miami Heat offense because he's so active and he's so aggressive on defense. But then he's the leader of the squad on offense. 11 points in the third quarter for Marcus Smart, and a couple of his shots came to kill a Miami Heat run. He was a run killer. 
So even though the Heat led by Jimmy Butler in that third quarter, kind of cut into that lead, Jimmy, 16 of his 29 in the third, wasn't enough because at the end of three, the game was if, – if, if the game was over at halftime, it was really over at the end of the third quarter. Celtics was up 96 to 71, and that was it. That was it. Miami suffered their first home loss of the playoffs. They were 6-0 this postseason at home up until this loss against the Boston Celtics in game two. And when we go over the stats and see what happened, Marcus Smart really what happened. Having him, having Marcus Smart and now Horford back, that was huge for Boston. Horford able to spread the – he, he able to spread that Miami Heat defense out, allow Jason Tatum some space, allow Jalen Brown some space, which they really don't need in it because they know how to create their own space. But Marcus Smart was the key to the ball game. He and now Horford. Because to look at the numbers, Jason Tatum, outstanding game. As I said, 27 points, five rebounds, five assists, eight of 13 from the field, four of six in three-point range. That's solid. That's above solid. I'm sorry. That's A+. Plus. That's A+. Plus. Smart coming back. Didn't look like that foot was bothering him at all. 24 points, 12 assists. When he was on the court, they were plus 31. Well, Marcus Smart was on the court. The Boston Celtics was plus 31. Now, his teammate, Peyton Pritchard, off the bench, he was plus 41 when he was out there. But he was playing with them goons. Jalen Brown, 24 points. As I said, 9-17 from the field. 4-7 three-point range. Eight rebounds. Al Horford, solid. 10 points, 4-4 from the field, 2-2 two two from three-point range. See, Al Horford is not going to – he's not going to force any shots. He's not going to play uh, on the outside of his game. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. He's going to play his role. And he's a vet that plays his role well. He's a vet that the Boston Celtics really need. He had a good game. Grant Williams. Had another outstanding game, 19 points for him, five of seven from the field, knocked down both of his three-pointers, plus 37 when Grant Williams was on the court. And on the other end, Jimmy Butler did everything he could do. He could do 41 points in that first game, 29 points through three quarters in this ball game. They didn't need him in the fourth quarter because the game was over. So he finished with 29 points, hit 11, hit, hit 11 of his 18 shots. But he didn't, get, he didn't really get any help. His other, his other dog on, on, on the team, Bam Adebayo, didn't give him much of anything. He didn't, give him, they didn't, he didn't give him anything offensively. Just six points for Bam, nine rebounds, wasn't aggressive, wasn't really giving him the rock. He wasn't really posting up and begging for the rock. Really wasn't hitting the glass like he should have. And it hurt him. There's no way. The Miami Heat can beat the Boston Celtics with Bam Adebayo giving them not six points and nine rebounds. No way. Not possible. Jimmy Butler can't do this by himself. Now, the Heat still without starting point guard Kyle Lowry, who's out with that hamstring injury. But after that, they're pretty much relatively healthy. But Bam Adebayo got to give Jimmy Butler some help. Because if he doesn't give them anything, they're not going to give the people in South Beach, uh, Beach uh, a winning series. There's no way. There's no way. And plus with the way the Boston Celtics were shooting their rock and, and, and sharing the ball and being active on defense, I don't think Miami Heat stood a damn chance in this ball game anyway. The way Boston got beaten that first game, knowing they didn't have two of their dogs, they had their two dogs back and they played with all the confidence in the world. 
And Jason Tatum has the sweetest jump shot, man. His jump shot is almost indefensible because he don't care if you're standing there. He going to switch one right in your face. Jalen Brown, another one. Those two dudes together, just a very nice tandem. And just think at some point this past regular season, people were talking about you got to split them two dudes up. Man, they crazy as hell. Before the game, Boston shoots 20 of 40 from three-point range, 50%. The Heat just 10 of 34, 30%. So they weren't knocking down shots. The Boston Celtics were knocking down shots, and really their three-point percentage was really better than that. They put the reserves in there, and they were just jacking up shots. But it was one of them games, man. Now this thing won one. And everybody expect this thing to go seven games anyway, so. I didn't, expect, I didn't expect the Miami Heat to beat uh, the Boston Celtics the first two games of this series. I don't expect the Boston Celtics to beat Miami two straight games in, uh, in Boston. I don't. But Jason Tatum, once again, outstanding. Marcus Smart just, hey, man, he's just that dude. He's just that dude. He's, the, he's that dude you want to have on your team. And another dude you want to have on your team is Boston Celtics big man Robert Williams III. Dude just adds a whole nother level of toughness and defensive presence in the paint. And they just outplayed, outshot, outhustled, outfocused, outtoughed the Miami Heat in game two. And it showed with the score. Wasn't even close. The Heat getting blown out at the crib. And every time you watch the Miami Heat game, it almost looked like the arena is almost half full. So, you know, by the time the fourth quarter started, they were gone. They was up out of there. They was up out of there. So now that series is tied at one game apiece, headed back to Boston for games three and four. And Miami, got to get, got to get more for Bam. Got to get more for Bam. Got to help Jimmy Butler out. Speaking of helping out, Tiger Woods always helps out golf when he's back playing. Wherever course he's at, wherever tournament he's at, Wherever, wherever he is, he helps out golf. And he's helping out golf again this weekend. Tiger Woods back competing in the PGA Championship. Tiger is a four-time PGA champion, 15-time major champion. Y'all know what a major is? They call those major tournaments. Tiger been hurt, had a bad accident. Last year, been recovering. I think this is, I think this is just his second event. But this is the PGA Championship. Tiger out there still saying he hurt, looking a little hurt, but he started off looking real nice. He was in the group. He was in a, he was in a big boy group, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and Tiger Woods, even though he is a big dog. He's a big dog. But Tiger at the PGA Championship looking for his fifth PGA uh, uh, Championship title, 16th major championship, and he started strong. I mean, uh, 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 Tiger and his group started on the 10th hole. Tiger birdied their first hole. Birdied on 14. Looking real strong. Looking real strong. Then it went all downhill from there. Birdie on 10, as I said. Birdie on 14, and then Tiger turned into the bogeyman. Tiger Woods turned into the bogeyman. After them two birdies, bogey on 15, bogey on 18, bogey on one, bogey on two, 
Bogey on four. Bogey on eight. Bogey on nine. Tiger finished four over on the day. Tied for 99. Now, Tiger did say his right leg hurt. He's still hurt. He's still trying to recover, but he's out there toughing it out. And plus, this Tiger, this Tiger Woods. But after starting strong, you can tell that he, he was being bothered by uh, 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 some, uh, some injuries. Because he said his right leg was hurting when he was walking and when he was swinging and when he was twisting and all of that. And after looking a promising start, now it's tied for 99 at four over. And one of the one of the golf kings that was in this group, Rory McIlroy, he's leading the way at five under. But it's still good to see Tiger out there competing anytime he takes the course, anytime he hits the links. Everybody cheers for him. Everybody want to watch him. His gallery is always the biggest. But he had a tough one. So we'll see what he what he does in round two to try to make the cut. The Tiger four over, tied for 99th. Tied for 99th, several people in, in, in 99th. So, but it's still good to see Tiger Woods out there. Out there trying. Because it's good for golf. Golf needs him because he's the, he's still the biggest personality in golf. When he's when he's not playing, he's still the biggest personality and the biggest name. Well, Tiger, Tiger Woods really doesn't have a personality. Uh, big, big, biggest name in golf. Biggest name in golf. But he did have to get a little touchy-touchy with the photographer and told him, can I get some breathing room, please? You know, them, the photographers be all up in your, in your space. And, you know, everybody want a good shot of Tiger. So hopefully he has a better second round. But we shall see. We also, also shall see what's going on with I, I, we talked about it, but I'm still interested, man. Nick Saban just, just sour, sour puss, sour puss, sour puss, blaming coaches for cheating, buying players, Texas A&M, his former assistant, Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo Fisher said, man, please, we done. Somebody asked him about his relationship with Nick Saban. I ain't taking that call. We done. We ain't got nothing to talk about. Of course, man, when the man accused you of cheating and buying players, which is what college coaches at these major universities been doing for years, but now all of a sudden they got a problem with it because these athletes can get paid. But, yeah, Nick Saban kind of messed up because, you know, he got, he got a lot of backlash on him, but I don't, I don't really think he cares, though. But he dead-ass wrong. Going at, you know, Jimbo Fisher, that's that on that. Those two powerhouses, but when he went at Deion Sanders, man, come on, bro. Come on. But anyway, I, I touched on it on the last episode. I don't want to talk about it again. Not yet. I'm going to talk about it on the Doc Holiday Show. So if you haven't subscribed to the Doc Holiday Show on YouTube, yeah, go do that. Great content on there. Great content on there. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and I.B. Doc Holiday. We talk sports because we know sports. I'm out. Oh.